Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFL East Podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Facebook, join our NFL East Facebook group. You can watch every episode of the podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. That's NFL boy Brandon. Follow him on YouTube. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, fellas? Looks like we got the band back together. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're back. We are right, back. Right. More football. Hell yeah. Right. Welcome back, NFL boy Brandon. Haven't seen you in a few episodes no, besides in the comments. So... Um, been having some scheduling problems, but we're going to get things um, up and running and get together as much as we possibly can. Um, we got a good show set up for to for today. We're um, just going to try to put an end to Week Nine. I just we're just going to go over the games that that happened in Week Nine. Do our takeaways from that. A um, little bit of news from the East. Brag on the NFL East. Um, the two divisions that make up the NFL East um, and their records, a couple other things in news from the East, but then uh, we're going to do games of the week and take a look at week 10 and the games that are coming up tomorrow. So it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good episode. Um, Whenever you guys are ready to jump into it, we can, uh, we can do that. So what, what do you guys, what do you guys think? I'm ready. Yeah, let's do. Uh, you can do a quick recap of last week's games. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Sounds and a good. little bit of uh, takeaways from the East Week Nine edition. All right. Um, seems like we said something about the Eagles Texans game, didn't we? Already talk about that. Yeah, I feel like we we uh, touched on that at our last episode. Uh, just real quick, if you want to run that down, is uh, Eagles twenty nine to seventeen over the te- Texans. Uh, Eagles playing mistake free ball, basically. Uh, Jalen Hurts, pretty solid at quarterback, twenty one for twenty seven, two uh, hundred forty three yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Davis Mills, the Houston quarterback, really sort of uh, did not play mistake free and. Uh, a lot of mistakes sort of uh, opened the door for Eagles just to uh, cruise to an easy win there in the second half. So, all right. Yeah. So the Eagles remain undefeated though. Remain uh, undefeated. Yeah. Uh, looks like they're going to, they're going to have a hard time going down. Right. Right. Especially uh, as their schedule just seems to, you know, not really have a whole lot of, a whole lot of meat it, until they hit Dallas and you know the Giants and some teams. Yeah, like I'm going to make a prediction they lose to Chicago. So, but hey, that that's a pretty but, good. Uh, um, that's coming up, right? That's, well, that's the only thing I got to say real quick. Um, it looked to me like they were struggling with Houston in the first half, and then after halftime, they came out and played really well, like Rich was saying in the second half, and kind of ran away with the game. Um, but the thing I want to say real quick, uh, if they play like they did against Houston in the first quarter against Washington on Monday night, I think Washington has a chance to knock them off as their first mm-hmm. loss because I think Washington is better, by far better than Houston. I think we could all agree on that. Um, and, you know, like Houston was hanging in there with them in the first quarter. So 
don't know. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I feel like you have to be mistake-free against the Eagles because they just don't make a lot of mistakes, offensive or defensive. And I think that's why they're so successful at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sounds good. All right, uh, Rich, you brought up the Bears. Let's go ahead and take a look at the Dolphins. Bears. Dolphins were able to come out with a win, uh, 35-32. to Um, I mean, my takeaways from this game was the Dolphins' offense continues to shine. You know, Tua – um, continues to play mistake-free. He was 21 out of 30, 302 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, um, zero almost interceptions. You know, <laughs> good job, Tua. <laughs> um, Hill continues to just amaze and, um, you know, put together his argument for uh, the MVP. You know, seven receptions, 143 yards, one touchdown, Waddle had five receptions, 85 yards, one touchdown. Um, I've, I've, I've complained a lot about the Dolphins special teams and defense over the last, you know, handful of weeks, but uh, the special teams seemed a little better. They did have a block punt and a scoop and score. Uh, so that's pretty nice. But then, you know, uh, the kicker turned around and missed a 29 yard field goal. So it's like, you know, it's like, okay, you got a little better. We got a touchdown out of you guys, but, uh, what's up with this kicker? So, yeah, I, I don't know. He's, he has, uh, Jason Sanders has, uh, missed a lot from 50 or more, but he was up to this point. He was inside of 50. He was uh, perfect for the year and then missed a 29 yard field goal. It's pretty crazy. The defense, you know, it did enough um, to win the game, but it continued to struggle. Bears offense uh, just looks good. I, I know that at the beginning of the season, I talked a lot about Justin Fields and how that he looks scared out there, you know, and it, um, and he did at the beginning of the season, but things are really starting to come together for him. I, I think he's uh, they're tweaking the offense a little bit in his favor, you know, and, and giving him some easy reads and then the out, um, the design run plays for him are are amazing. He just, he doesn't look scared anymore. He went 17 for 28, 123 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. But the amazing part was the 15 carries 178 yards and one touchdown rushing. That's the most rushing yards by, by a quarterback in a single game in the Super Bowl era. It's pretty amazing. Yep. And he's he's starting, Justin Fields is starting to to come together a little bit. I know they took a hit in the, at the trade deadline um, and lost a couple of their key defensive players. Their defense is not great by no means. Um, it's very mediocre or below mediocre. Um, but their offense seems to be uh, starting to click, and I think Bears fans – could could get excited about this that they they very possibly have their quarterback of the future so that's pretty amazing yeah i agree with you 100 on josh and i said the same thing about justin fields earlier how i wasn't really sold on him being an nfl quarterback but uh lately the adjustments that the bears have made with him as quarterback uh he's becoming a pretty effective weapon out there Uh, uh he's playing uh within his scheme i guess uh, and he's pretty, you know, uh, 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 a, a pretty good quarterback at this point. Mate, and yeah. it'll be interesting in the future to see if he's the best quarterback out of that draft class. Right. Uh, yeah, it'll be pretty amazing. Because uh, that w- 
he looks pretty good right at the, at the moment. Right. Yeah, that will be um, pretty good to to see how he continues to grow. It's just it's it's pretty good. He was pretty good in college, and um, it, it, he just to me the the difference between the way he looks now and the way he looked at the beginning of the season is pretty amazing. You know what I'm saying? Just the the difference, and and you could see them um, scheming some stuff up to help him out. You know, to make the game a little bit slower for him so he can can kind of read the defenses a little better um, and giving him an out and using his legs. That's what they need to do. So, all right, well, let's keep moving. Let's uh, hang on dad, 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 real quick, real quick. Um, I have two things I want to say. A, this game was really good. It was back and forth and I was kind of hoping Miami would lose because I was calling the Jets Bills game and the Jets was taking it to the Bills. So I had a feeling that they were going to win. So I needed Miami to lose. Uh, cause as we're going to see in news from the East, we're all a game apart in the AOC East now. Um, but anyways, the big thing that I wanted to share with you guys, um, so Fox sports on NFL or whatever came out on Twitter yesterday and posted and said the 2022 middle mid season MVP voted on by their van- fans is uh, Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagamaloa has been voted the mid-season MVP by Fox By fans. Yeah. By fans. Pretty much. (laughs) Right. But, I mean, isn't that who votes on the shit at the end of the season anyways? Yeah, they do have a Pro Bowl vote, right? People get to vote on that. So, But I don't know if I'd agree with that sentiment. But Yeah. I just seen that and I thought, thought, oh, shit, I'll share it in the podcast, you know? Yeah, it's very very much by fans, and I'm a Dolphins fan. And and know that the true MVP on that team is Tyreek Hill, not yeah. not to a tongue of um, yeah. But yeah. that's just my opinion. Uh, yeah, and not really related, but Miami did not make this. They didn't beat the beat the spread Sunday against the Bears, and and that cost me a five team card. <laughs> just so you know, about sixty bucks for me. So not good, not good, not good. But they were right. They need to be Team Forty Burger though, not Team Thirty Five Burger. <laughs> right, exactly. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. And, and I do think we need to keep an eye on who, who the bears are playing, you know, um, coming up as they uh, start playing, you know, continue to play teams because uh, you really start seeing them explode offensively. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, All right, let's keep moving. The Let's take a look at the Pats Colts. Brandon, what do you got on this game? Um, uh, what more can I say outside of uh, Matthew Judon is a beast. He leads the entire National Football League with the most sacks this season. I think he's at like 14 or 15 sacks on the season. This man, if he keeps on playing like this, he got to be in the talk of getting defensive player of the year. Um, but on top of that, it was the outside of our defense looking really, really good for another week. It did just the same talk with our offense. They looked really shitty up and down. Matt Jones didn't have the best game. You know, like the offense is still struggling and we're already midway through the season. So, All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I got out of it too. What about that's you? the game that uh, got the Colts Colts fired. So, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. By the way, the score to that game was 26 to three. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the defense shined amazing. They had nine sacks in that game, which is uh, just completely- three of them was by Matthew Judon by himself. Three, right. he had like three sacks in that game. Or right, something. exactly. Cool. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I got out of it too. So, 
So there you go. Not too much to say about that. This next game, wow, wow, wow. That's all I got to say. It's uh, um, Jets, Bills. The Jets pulled out the win, 20-17. to 17. The Jets defense, <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I got a list of names for you guys. You need to remember these names. Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, CJ Mosley, uh, Jermaine Johnson II, Johnson, uh, Jordan Whitehouse, Quentin Williams, and, and there's more. I could keep naming. I could keep yeah. naming. These are these are potential. I mean, these are Pro Bowl guys. These yeah. are th- these are some amazing. Uh, you can't. It should be illegal to have that many great players on your defense. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just wow, wow, wow. Sauce Gardner. Um, I mean, rookie, but at this point, I would really player of the year. Well, all I'm saying is, at this point, are we really surprised? Robert had a great defense every single year over there with him in San Francisco. So we eventually knew that he was going to build something like this in in New York. And it's turned out great for him. So, Yep. Yeah, I actually tried to look up some stats on the the Jets' defense to see where they ranked in the NFL on on defense. And surprisingly, they're still kind of in that – 10 to 16 uh, frame. Yeah, depending on what your defensive stat you're looking for. But they're definitely an up-and-coming team. I would be uh, be a little concerned about them if I had to yeah. play them every year. Right, yeah. and and that's the that's the scary part about it is they're, um, they've, they haven't played a, a full game on defense. They've messed up a little bit here and there because they're so young. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. It's because of their age. Yeah. And um, so, just imagine what it's going to look like when they when they full tilt and when they can get a quarterback. That's it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the coolest thing about this, what to me, as far as the Jets were concerned, uh, and with Sauce Gardner, if you could say Sauce Gardner's the rookie defensive player of the year, which I think yeah. he's putting that argument up, I think that the Jets had the potential offensive rookie of the year in in Bryce Hall before he got hurt. And so filling his shoes was, was going to be pretty hard, but you know, they seem to, in this game, they, they put something together that, you know, the running back by committee, it it might end up working for them. You know, they had uh, Michael Carter had 12 carries for 76 yards, one touchdown. James Robinson had 13 carries for 48 yards for a total of 124 yards and one touchdown. That sounds like a Bryce Hall game to me, 124 yards and a touchdown, you know, yeah. so it might take yeah. a couple, you, you take a, a couple of your running backs and, and still continue to have that consistent running game, you know? So, so you don't have to rely on Zach Wilson so much, uh, but Zach Wilson, he just, he didn't mess stuff up. That's what he did in this game. He didn't, lose the game for them. You know, he did 18 for 25, 154 yards, a touchdown, zero interceptions. He did have a fumble, but zero interceptions. And that's what you got to ask of him is just to come in and um, not mess the game up and kind of lead everybody, you know, be that, that guy that can um, hand the ball off uh, for that consistent running game. Now, Josh Allen, you know, to me, I mean, everybody needs to calm down. Josh Allen's allowed to have a bad game throwing the ball. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. He's allowed to have it down then. Because he still had a hell of a game running the ball. Don't get – you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, but he just – the reason why the Jets' defense is just good enough to take advantage of those turnovers. You know, he went yeah. – uh, Josh Allen went 18 for 34, 205 yards, 
zero touchdowns, two interceptions. But like I said, he had a good running day, nine carries for 86 yards and two touchdowns. Running, he still averaged 9.6 yards per carry. So it's pretty amazing. Well, Dad, the one thing I want to say is real quick, um, the Jets defense, whatever the hell Robert was calling up over there, was really confusing the hell out of Josh Allen. That's the one thing I noticed out of this game. Josh Allen looks really confused out there when he was uh, throwing the ball a lot. Um, now, running wise, he you know he was just taking off and, and running when he needed to. But it, throwing wise, he looked really confused himself. Saul Gardner was all over this field. He was covering you know out wide, covering up close on the left side, on the right side. He was wherever the hell he needed to be. Um, but the real true star to me in this game was Weatherspoon or White Spoon or whatever the heck his name is. He was the right. dude that had two interceptions. He had a pick on their own side of the field. The Miami Dolphins, I mean, the um, Buffalo Bills was at like the five yard line and he picked Josh Allen in the back of the end zone. And then he had the massive pick that won them the game. Uh, he picked it at like the 40 yard line of the Buffalo Bills and returned it to like the five yard line in the Nets play. The Jets scored a touchdown. So he was like really outstanding. He was having great reads, you know, getting doing everything he needed to do for the Jets. Yeah. Right. And and the main reason for that is because the other side of the field uh is uh shut down. <laughs> uh take a look at this, guys. These are receivers that were cut that Sauce Gardner has covered this year. Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh Dante Johnson, George Pickens. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Cortland Sutland, Jerry Judy, Stefan Diggs, Gabe, Gabe Davis. And the, the most amazing part uh, to this is he has not allowed any. <laughs> he has shut down every single one of them. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, that's, that's the whole – and when that happens, when – the Jets defense has the ability to take away your big play guy. All of those other guys, Brandon, the guys you're talking about are loosened yeah. up. They, they, they could be all over the field now because Josh Allen doesn't have that or Tua Tunga Valoa doesn't have that outlet. You know what I'm saying? If, yeah. if he can, you know, I mean, granted when, when the Dolphins played the Jets, Tua wasn't quarterback. So that, that'll be a different game. I think later on this year and we'll see if he, you know, if they can, if he could shut down um, Tyreek Hill and if he can, how big of a game Jalen Waddle will have, but that's, that's pretty amazing. He doesn't allow sauce Gardner as a rookie is a shutdown corner, you know, yeah, and that's so pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing, so. Yeah. And uh, to, to go to Brandon's point about uh, confusing Josh Allen, that's Sauce Gardner interception. I don't know what Josh Allen saw out there. He was, right. uh, he, he was not seeing the field there and he, you know, just got picked yeah. up by Sauce Gardner, who almost looked like a spy out there. Right. You know, uh, yeah, it's a stingy defense, and that's going to have to be uh, uh, concerning for everybody everybody else in the AFC East for sure. Right, yeah, definitely. So, and uh, I would add the big news from this game is that Josh Allen got hurt. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And you know, we, yeah, we were going to talk about that here in a few if we've got yeah. any updates. We can go ahead and do it now. Well, we, uh, it, it, it they're not saying he's listed as questionable. They're not saying whether he's going to play. They're saying he's hour by hour at this point, but right. I'm going to guess he's not going to play. Um, I, 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 I do know that yesterday's practice, 
They said he's hour by hour. Yesterday's practice, at the beginning of practice, he was not there. Yeah. Nobody's seen him. But in the second hour, because <laughs> it's hour by hour, in the second hour of practice, they've seen him in a practice jersey. So right. I, I'm going to say there are smoke and mirrors here. I feel like Casey Keenum is going to be their starter on Sunday, which is going to be a big problem for the Bills. <laughs> I yeah, I think that brings the Bills down to earth, and we'll talk yeah. more about that in, um, in James. Sure. Yeah. The, yeah, but definitely a critical game. Another critical point about that game, and we'll move on. But uh, the Bills are uh, have not won a game in the AFC East yet. Yeah, yeah, they're zero and two. I think that's going to be that could be a lingering problem for them. They got, they're going to have to play from behind a little bit. Yep, it might come back to bite them. Uh, they do play, you know, those two teams, the Jets and the Dolphins, again this year. So they might be able to split with them, but. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. And the Josh Allen thing, it definitely is, uh, you know, I, I think the Buffalo Bills without Josh Allen brings them back down to earth um, and makes them very beatable. So, definitely. All right, let's take a look at the last game, Vikings-Commanders. Vikings won this game 20-17. to 17. What do you got on this game, Brandon? Uh, Kirk Cousins is just having a great season. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Um Hang on, let me pull up some stats. Um, yeah, but the Washington Commanders look good in this game too. They, they, I thought they was gonna rally to get another win, and that would have been like the third win in a row. Um, they did take the uh, lead late in like the third quarter or something, and then they started to demolish it because, um, well, the Vikings was just. That good. Uh, hang on. Let's see. So Kirk Cousins went 22 for 40, which isn't great. 265 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, uh, which, you know, is an okay day. And then Tyler Heineke went 15 for 28, 149 yards, two touchdowns, one interception as well. Uh, so Kirk Cousins had a better game than Tyler Heineke. But as you would expect, he's a starting quarterback. Tyler Heineke's not, you know. But um, I, I don't know. I think the Washington Commanders had a chance here, but the kicker missed the kick in overtime, and then the the kicker made it for the Minnesota Vikings. But uh, overall, it was a really good game. Um, and it just showed that Minnesota, well, like I said last week, isn't as good as their record shows. They're going to start demolishing at some point this season. They're going to start taking yells. Um, so that's what I got from the game. Yeah, I agree with Brandon completely. Like, I think Minnesota is probably the worst one-loss team in a while. <laughs> you know, uh, their record is stellar. They've only lost one game to Philadelphia. Uh, but they they just get by these games, it seems like. Uh, Kirk Cousins just plays just good enough uh, to – overcome these little mistakes that he does as well. But, right. but the Washington commanders are, they're a competitive team. Uh, I, I think they, they should be concerning. Yeah. Yeah. Their defense keeps them in games. Their it, defense right. is good. And um, their defense is good. And their defense has been playing very well. So right. that is something to, to worry about. I am not scared of them at all offensively. And I don't think anybody should be, but, uh, you know, as long as you don't uh, go out there and mess stuff up. I mean, in my opinion, if they were playing 
any other team other than the Vikings, they would have lost. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they could have won that game. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so who knows? Who knows? They they did come off. They won two in a row, right? They won two in a row and then yeah. lost this game. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. And it'd be interesting to see what they do at quarterback, um, at, you know, as their uh, their starting quarterback gets healthy. So it'll be yeah, that's going to be a big issue. I do know the, for that team, the so. fans really like Heineke. So, you know, yeah. the, the team does as well. It seems like they respond well right. with him. So. Yeah, and and he is a good backup. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I would give him the rest of the season though. So uh, yeah, yeah. it'd be interesting yeah. to see what happens with that moving forward. All right, that is week nine. Week nine is wrapped up. Let's go ahead and take a look at a, at a little bit of news from the East, and then move into our games of the week and take a look at all the games coming up in week ten. So let's do a little bit of news. From the- I was going to go ahead and just pass up this segment with uh, CBS um, power rankings, weekly power rankings, but I looked at it and couldn't do it. So um, the my biggest thing was last week in week nine, the Jets were ranked 14th in the nation. They turned around, beat the Buffalo Bills, and are still ranked 14th. They did not move after coming off of a win. Uh, yeah, no and, respect for them. Yeah, yeah, no respect at all. Uh, I couldn't believe it um, that they were like, I had to double check everything. And I was like, are you sure? Okay. Week nine, they were 14. They stayed at 14 and beat the Buffalo bills. I mean, yeah. Buffalo bills did drop two spots. You know, they, they went from second to fourth, but the jets did not move. That's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. So, Anyway, that's the only thing I got out of here, and it just kind of the lack of the res- lack of respect for the Jets. Um, so, what do you anything on here grab anybody's attention? Yeah, yeah, there's one thing. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Brandon. Uh, the one thing I have that catches my eye is exactly what you was just talking about, Dad, and it's my team. So, I mean, if I have a problem with it, it should be a little bit concerning. <laughs> How the hell are we better than the Jets? How are we at 13 and the Jets are at 14? That makes no sense to me. It, yeah, both both offenses are struggling, but I don't know, man. We don't have a secondary like the Jets do. We don't have a man by the name of Sauce Gardner that's in shit up this season. Like, I, I don't know. I, I honestly would have the Jets above us. Um, I, I mean, maybe week 11 that might change. Um but as of right now, I have, I have the Jets at 13, it, at least at 13. I see what you're saying. And 12, 13, and 14 all stayed the same, all three of the NFL East teams from last week. Last week, they were ranked exactly that, 12, 13, 14 in that order. And it's almost like they started doing the power rankings and they quit doing it midway yeah. down like a 10 and then just left everybody. The, I mean, it was so weird. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't see. I, I agree with you, Brandon, uh, that – that just doesn't make any sense. What were you going to say, Rich? Yeah, I would just I I'd kind of reverse them. I would have the Jets, uh, the Jets, Patriots, and then the Giants. I think. Right. I think that would. But yeah, no. Uh, you know, you got to keep winning games if you're the Jets. That's all you're going to do because that's what they uh, that's what they've been doing. If they keep that up, they're gonna they're gonna creep up in there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I, I feel like that defense should be putting the entire NFL on notice. It's going to be hard to score on them. They they're stingy. Yep. I totally agree. All right, so um, 
yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody, oh, Washington State put at 18 also. I didn't see that. So 12, 13, 14, and 18 all stayed. The, I, I swear, it, it seemed like they did half of the power rankings and then forgot what they were doing, <laughs> got sidetracked and just posted it because whatever. But, yeah. um, so the next the next one, I, what I want to do is take a look at the, the beast from the east. That's what this post was. Check this post out. Pretty cool. Got SpongeBob beasting out. But yeah. the amazing thing of this, look at this. There are seven out of eight teams that are above, uh, you know what I'm saying, above 500. That's that's yeah. pretty amazing. Look at six of these teams. That's pretty cool. If the if the playoffs happened right now, yeah, um, we would have Buffalo Jets Dolphins from the AFC, and you would have Philly Dallas and New York. So we would have six out of eight teams going to the playoffs. That's, well, and, that's and the, and the funny thing is that going, um, go ahead. Uh, the thing I was gonna say is the funnier thing is is you got six out of the eight teams already in the playoffs, and then the only two that's not in there is the teams right outside in the hunt. Like I, th- I believe New New England setting right at eight. They have seven teams in the playoffs. New England setting at right at eight. And uh, the commanders are at like eight. at eight or nine, eight. yeah. So, no, they're at eight in the NFC, oh, okay. also. Yeah. yeah, so they're like it's sitting amazing. right outside the playoffs. Like, I just right. thought that was pretty funny. Uh, but the thing I did want to say about the SpongeBob post about the beast from the east, um, I don't think it's uh, yeah, it's not in the NFC East, but the AFC East, if you look at that. All teams are within one game of each other. The Jets and Dolphins is one game behind the Bills, and the Patriots one game behind the Dolphins and Jets. So yeah, I thought that was wild. pretty funny. So yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point, uh, Brandon, because uh, this this could this could keep this could go in so many different directions, you know. Right. And, and another four or five weeks here, we could we could really tumble things around as far as like positioning for playoffs and such. And, and that's what I wanted to take a look at was like right now when, when I did the current playoff picture, it showed six out of the eight teams from the NFL East going to the playoffs out of the NFC East and the AFC East, which division do you think is more likely to send three teams? I, or do you think it's likely that, that that stays the same? I didn't think, I think only one of them was going to until Brandon brought up the point that the next teams up are still in those two divisions in the yeah. NFC and the AFC, the yeah. next one up. So even as it jockeys around, so one of those teams might drop out if the Patriots come up, but it's still going to be a, an NFL East team. That's pretty yeah. amazing. So what do you well, guys think? Well, the, the thing is that I want to say too is, um, and I, I'm going to get more into this next week when we're previewing week 11, but the cooler thing is that, New York's setting at five right now in the playoffs. New England and New York, like I said, are both – we're only one game behind New York, and we're both on a bye week, and we play each other next week. If New England can somehow pull out the win in Gillette Stadium against the Jets next week, we will be in the playoffs. We'll be at five. We'll take them out So, because we'll both be at the same record. So, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a possibility uh, that possibly the Bills and the Cowboys could end up uh, being tied for the best record in the in their respective divisions there, and could be be the wild card team because of uh, conference positioning. You do know the Eagles are eight and zero, right? 
okay, we got to we play we play one more. Dallas plays them one more time. That, that just right. means they have to lose one more. The Eagles have to lose one more game, and and then you know it's a total toss up. Yeah, they could. I mean, or you know, like I said, they could they could end up with a tie record or a similar record at the end of the season, while uh, you know not not owning the uh, division crown. So right. So yeah. you, play, you, play as, you play as the five spot, and and I think Buffalo could do, be, do the same thing because of their conference record. Yeah, yeah. The, the problem is uh, with Buffalo. I think this injury to Josh Allen, if he's out any amount of time, it's really going to hurt him, um, especially because. Uh, other teams are right on their heels. You know what I'm saying? I like, I think if he's out three or four games, there's a good chance they don't even win. The Buffalo doesn't even win the East. I think right, either right. Miami, somebody else comes ahead. Um, probably the overall AFC record uh, that gives, you know, uh, teams like Kansas city to go ahead and take the lead, you know, cause they, if they, you know, if he's out three weeks and they lose two of those three, then that's, that's pretty much all you need is to, you know, trip up a little bit like that. So. Right, and if those teams get behind in the tiebreaker rules, I right. mean, uh, exactly, you know, they're they're just might not ever be able to catch up. So, so which which division out of the NFC East and AFC East, which division do you think is more likely to send three teams to the playoffs? Well, I predicted in the preseason that it, uh, it would be the AFC East. I had New England, okay. Buffalo, and Miami both, or all three of those teams making the playoffs. Uh, and then up come the Jets and uh <laughs> yeah, and then here comes the Jets blowing everything up. And uh and the same with the right. NFC East. I only had Dallas and Philly uh being in the playoffs, but they have a possibility there with uh the Giants as long as they keep you know moving along, they can get they can get that third playoff seed as well. Right. Yeah, so but uh, most likely I would say in AFC AFC East as I predicted. Right. And the AFC is a tougher division too, so that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm to send three teams out of your, you know, out of your division. It's pretty well. Yeah. What do you think, Brandon? Who do you think is more likely? Uh, I'm going to go AFC East too, but I could easily see it being both divisions. Um, you know, right right now it, it is both divisions. There's three teams apiece on both sides. So I, I think, you know, I think that we got a shot at staying where we're at right now with uh, three teams from both divisions. Um so that's what I'm going with. I'm going with both divisions are going to have three teams in there. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I didn't think that until just like <clears throat> earlier today. I was like, you know what? It really is possible because they're going to beat up. I was looking at everybody's schedule and they're going to beat up on each other, but everybody else is so far behind. The only two teams that the only team that's right there, right below everybody is another NFC, uh, AFC East team, you know what I'm saying? Which, yeah, in the yeah. Patriots, that is right there waiting for somebody to mess up. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's it's pretty wild. Um, yeah, I think it's crazy. Uh, it's pretty amazing how how uh, how good the NFL East is this year. It's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. they're stellar, stellar two divisions. So. Right. Um, Jerry Jones is over in Dallas, uh, creating some, you know, rumors like always, you know, uh, and what I wanted to talk about was OBJ and Jerry Jones, you know, saying that he would look, he would look great with that star on his helmet. Is that what he was? That, he did. Was that the yeah. quote he said? He said it, so, he would look great with the star on his helmet. What do you, what do you think about that? The idea? Um, I really like the idea. They, they've never replaced Amari Cooper. And I, th- I think, that would really help them um, with their their wide receivers. OBJ 
to Dallas uh, makes a lot of sense to me. And it just raises up. You you already have two good wide receivers. When everybody's healthy in Dallas, you already have two good wide receivers. Um, a, you got a clear one and probably a clear two, maybe three. And uh, OBJ there just, it makes more sense because it, it allows every, it, yeah, it's just, just that threat allows everybody else. It, it seems like it would raise everybody else's game. What do you think? Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, there is definitely a hard sell from the Cowboys, it seems like, to uh, get uh, Odell Beckham on their team. Uh, it's going to take a lot. Um, I think Odell might be looking for a long-term contract, and I don't think Dallas will give him one. But if he wants to give him a short, you know, a, a contract, one-year contract to uh, finish out the season and, um, you know, a prove-it contract for o- o- OBJ to parlay to another long-term contract net for next season – uh, it would make sense for for Beckham to come to the Cowboys as well. Uh, the players are for it. Everything you said about how he would benefit the Cowboys, I think, is true. Like we could use the extra threat on wide receiving threat. Uh, that's not going to hurt the Cowboys at all, especially without Amari Cooper. Um, the Cowboys would have to admit a little bit of a mistake on letting Cooper go. You right, know? Exactly. So they'll have to eat a little bit of pie there. But but yeah. The NFC is wide open for a Super Bowl run if the Cowboys want want to go put all their chips in and try to make it happen, which I think their fan base is good for that, right? Like um, we've got the we've got the cap money just sitting there, so go ahead and write OBJ a nice check. Uh, he's really not going to be a, I don't think a, a threatening player until as you get closer to the playoffs. Right. Then, then, you know, because he's still recovering from a knee injury and, and such and such. But um, if we could have him ready to go by the end of the season and, you know, late December, OBJ is playing for the Cowboys. And, um, you know. No, Rich, that that's why so many teams is um, looking at getting him now, because uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, I think it was last Sunday they said sometime this week. OBJ is going to be fully cleared. Like he's going to be 100% to come back out there on the field. So apparently according to them and according to OBJ, that knee is no longer lingering. So, right. Well, yeah. he's cleared to start practicing. Right. And I mean, that's, that's what he's still, he'll still have to play some games to get back into, or just to get used to getting hit on, on the field and that kind of thing. Right. So, yeah. But like, he's, he's a better he'll do it. Right. Yeah. You say, and, but you said something about a long, a long term contract. Why? Why, if I was OBJ, I wouldn't want no long-term contract. I would do this every year. I would take half the season off in November, be like, okay, who wants me? Just Start be a bidding. game for hire. You know what I'm saying? And just, right. you know, how? imagine how many Super Bowl rings he could get. You know, he already has one because he did that. So what if he does pick Dallas and then elevates them to, to you know, to make that run into the playoffs or whoever team he goes to this year? What if he gets another Super Bowl ring? And on a little one-year contract, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, it's not a bad strategy I, for OBJ I, because he's a hot commodity right now. Whatever team he does sign with, he's going to get a, a a nice contract to, right. to play and the re- a third the of the season. The reason for that is because what he does is he elevates your wide receivers you already have. He makes them sure. better immediately just walking out on that field. Yeah, because, he puts so much uh, extra pressure on, that he on puts defenses. The defenses. Right, yeah, exactly. yeah, defenses have to watch over the top stuff with with OBJ. His catch radius is insane. Um, uh, he's always a big play threat. 
Uh, I, I agree with that. I, 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 his agent probably doesn't like that strategy. <laughs> you know, no, what I mean? it would be it would be a very OBJ thing to do, though. It would be. You know what I'm but, saying? Because uh, it's and, all about me. And I'm not uh, against it, but of course, if if he comes back and gets blows his knee out in another Super Bowl, then that would be his third knee injury, and and that that contracts are definitely going to just dwindle up just because of health issues. But, but as of today, what we're talking about right now, um, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, it seems to be, seem to be recruiting him. Uh, They're stingy with their money for, uh, you know, the reasons that they, you know, that they do, but um, uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, it does look like the team is, is really interested in him and they don't have to give up draft picks to, to get OBJ, which is right. That, that, that tells me that, uh, you know, if it's just about, if it's about money, then Dallas should get, should grab them. They should, you know, outbid for him. So I totally agree. Yeah. It would definitely help our team. And like I said, we got a path to the, uh, you know, Super Bowl in the NFC because, you know, Dallas is going to be one of the stronger teams. So. Right. Exactly. Uh, The comments. Gus in the comments says, pay the man, Jerry. Pay yeah, the man. Absolutely. <laughs> so I totally yeah, quit, agree. Quit saving it for next year. That's all he does. He's like, he's just like rolling it over because he wants to have right, it next exactly. year. Yeah. I, I totally no, agree with that. That's not going to uh, win the, the Super Bowl. As far, exactly. As far as news from the East, the only other thing I had was the Josh Allen elbow injury. We've already talked about that. Did you guys have anything else that you wanted to throw in here before we move on to games of the week, week 10 edition. Yeah. Well, just to kind of parlay or kind of lead into that, uh, the bills play Minnesota. Right. And I think yeah. the bills backup is Casey Keenum who came from yeah. Minnesota. It'll so, be a Casey Keenum revenge game, a little revenge game there. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in games in games of the week too. So that's pretty cool. All right. You guys ready? Yep. Yep. All right. Game. All right, games of the week, week ten. Let's um, let's go ahead and start. I want to start with the Giants, Texans. To me, I, I talked a little bit about this um, last Saturday, but the Giants, the Giants, what they've done so far, they they've played great. They they have a really good defense. They really um, Daniel Jones. And Saquon Barkley uh, have something going on there that's pretty special. Um, they've allowed teams to stay in it, though, to stay in the game. They've stayed in the game. So depending on whether the team was better than them or not as good as them, they've either found a way to stay in the game or allowed the other team to linger and stay in the game. But nine times out of ten, they have found somebody to step up at the end of the game and, and win it. Uh couple times they didn't and there you go that's kind of what it is i think the giants texans game is a time for the giants to to dominate they they have the potential of coming in this game is at home and they have the potential of just dominating this game straight out the gate running the ball down their throats and just not allowing the texans to be a part of it that's what i want to see uh i want to see that statement and maybe the Giants can get a little bit of respect. You know what I'm saying? In the season uh, from everyone, if they do, you know, if they do something like that coming out of a bye, they've had plenty 
of time to plan for this game. And I would just like this to be a statement game. That's what I would like to see out of it. Um, I do have the Giants winning this game. Um, I have them winning this game with ease. Uh, and, um, yeah, and just running the ball all over the Texans and not allowing them to be a part. So that's what I got uh, from this one. You you guys got anything? Yeah, I think that sums it up perfectly. I think uh, 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 the Giants coming off that loss, I think they're going to be, you know, um, going back to the basics. And I think they'll be ready for the Texans and really shouldn't have any problem with them. Right. Yeah. Texans, they're still a long way to wait, wait, long way to go, but the, you know, for their a solid team, but yeah. yeah, I got, I got the giants winning as well. That's pretty much all I got. You pretty much summed it up dad, but I think it should be a pretty easy win for the giants. So. Cool. Yeah. There is a question about whether the Seattle defense figured out the giants, uh, you know, curtailing some of their success. They, I mean, they think they they held Barkley down to 50 yards, I think. Uh, right. But I'm going to give Pete Carroll a ton of credit because he's just a good defensive coach. Well, that, that defense has so is pretty amazing. Yeah. A lot of young team. people, a lot of the young people, they had yeah. a lot of draft, a lot of draft picks uh, hit on that defense. So yeah, they're uh, they, a, a lot to me. That defense is a lot like the Jets defense, just young, um, hungry, and um, and but the difference between them and the Jets is their quarterback is playing at a high level. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Texans can replicate it with the. No, season. I don't either. I, I don't think they have the talent to to stop Saquon Barkley. Although they they do have Derek Stingley, who is going to be a good cornerback as yeah, well. That is true. He might be another yeah. shutdown cornerback from this this draft. And but. the and the Texans do have a good running game, so they, they do. need to, they do. you know. Yeah. So the Giants are going to need to step up and stop their running yeah. game. Also, I, I expect but, them to though. Low scoring win for the Giants is what I got. All right, here you go. Here's your Case Keenum revenge game. We got the Vikings Bills. Viking Bills, yeah. Uh Vikings, you know, uh six and one as well. Uh you know, do they keep do they keep that going? Uh I feel like if Josh Allen's gonna play, then Buffalo should kind of cruise through this game. But without Josh Allen, I I I think the Bills could be in trouble. So, so who do you got I, winning? <laughs> well, <clears throat> not knowing the quarter, I'm going to go with now. You know, last week I predicted the Bills to go four and zero this month. You know, in this four four game stretch, but obviously their own ones so far. So I could be right. totally wrong on on my earlier predictions. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say, boy, it's a really toss up. But if if Josh Allen's not going to play, I got to give it to Minnesota. Right? You just got to just got to get Minnesota doing just enough to win the game as they've done yeah. all season. I, I'm right. I'm right there with you. Um, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. If Josh Allen does play, I think the Bills win. Um, if not, I think the Vikings win. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah, think I they, think. you know, they're playing well enough to, um, you know, to beat a Josh Allenless Bills yeah. team. So. Yeah, and I'm going to be on the record and say I don't think Josh Allen will play. I think uh, okay. I think they're going to go ahead and just set him for another week to get that elbow right because. Uh, you know, he's a hard thrower. He could do some more damage to it. His his second year in the league, he had the same injury and he was out three games. So it could be that way this this time too. Yeah. Yeah. So you you very you very easily you could be right. Yeah. All right. So I got one name to say. Last time we seen Case Keenum in a Minnesota Viking uniform, Evan Kamara was sitting over on the sideline dancing, eating a laffy taffy thinking that they had the playoff game in the buckets 
And Case Keenum hit who? Stefan Diggs to win the game, right? I think yep. the same thing happens here in Buffalo. Case Keenum hits Stefan Diggs to win the game, and I have Buffalo beating Minnesota. Okay. Right. I totally kind of forgot about that little connection. They they do have a connection there uh, yep. from the Minnesota days. So, right. Yeah. But I saw something Casey Keenum played since that that New Orleans game, and he's he's really fell off quite a bit. So, so yeah. we'll see. That is true. This could be a Stefan Diggs revenge game. Also. It could be, yeah. <laughs> or really a Vikings, you know, revenge yeah. game. <laughs> Good to come up, have to replay him. So, yeah, that that's cool. All right. Uh, that sounds good, Brandon. You put up a good argument there. You got me leaning towards the Bills now. So there you go. <laughs> but uh, all right, Browns, Dolphins. Dolphins finally get to come go back home after their uh, two road game wins. Um, this game is is actually pretty interesting to me because the Dolphins' defense has not played well um, at all. They do play better at home. They they normally play better when they're at home. So so that's pretty good. Um, but this game, I, I got the Dolphins winning, but the Browns could upset the Dolphins in this game. I, I really think they got they got a great running game, the best running game in my opinion in the league. And um, you know, I, they just I, if I was them, I would run it down the Dolphins' throat and make the Dolphins stop. Make the Dolphins you know, stop them. So just say, we're going to run all day unless you all can stop us. So uh, that's what I would do um, and force the Dolphins defense to step up Uh, against the traditional run. The Dolphins are not bad. It's the running quarterbacks that they have a really bad problem with. Um, But, but against the traditional run, they're actually in the middle of the, you know, middle of the pack. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see the Browns defense has been playing a little bit better, but I don't think they don't have anybody on their defense that could stay with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. So um, I, I think the Dolphins are going to put up a bunch of points. And uh, the problem is I think the Browns have the potential of, of sticking with them. But I do have the Dolphins winning this game uh, at the end because I think their defense will step up. So uh, they just need to – what they need to do is clean it up. They, they've done a little bit better this last week with – all of the penalties the last couple of games, they've had le- uh, less penalties, which is nice. But if they come in and have a sloppy game, uh, mm-hmm. the Browns are, are the kind of team that can stick around. Jacoby Brissett has played a little bit better than people thought that he was going to play. So they definitely have the potential to stick around. You just got to come in, have a clean game, and um, and need the defense to step up and stop the run. And I think it's they'll win it with ease. So. Yeah, Amari Cooper is a top ten wide receiver this year for Cleveland. By the way, he said he's really having a great year, um, right? Uh, as at wide receiver, but I'm with you. Uh, I, I look for Team Forty Burger to jump on early and put a lot of pressure on Cleveland to come back and keep up with the scoring on Miami. Right. So, right. Uh, I, I feel like as long as Miami jumps off um, some early scores, they should coast through to the win. Right. Uh, it, the Amari Cooper thing, I, I totally agree with you. I'm not worried too much about Amari Cooper because that's all they have. And it's good because the, all the Dolphins defense has is Xavier Howard. So they'll just put Xavier Howard on Amari Cooper. And um, luckily the, uh, who the Browns, uh, the Browns uh, tight end. What's Dude, his name? Joku. 
yeah, Najoku is out in mm-hmm. this game. He's the one I would be worried about yeah. Uh, yeah. because, uh, you know, the, half of the Dolphins secondary is out. <laughs> so I would worry about that, but he's out this game. So that kind of, I'm not really, I'm not really worried about the passing game um, with Amari Cooper only because the Dolphins do have a healthy Xavier Howard. So Right. It would have to be a, it would have to be a, a, a Cleveland type of game, you know, where they're running the ball constantly, keeping the mm-hmm. score low and then exactly. uh, using, using Amari to, uh, you know, to pick their, you know, pick their spots to, to use his effectiveness, but I don't really see the game going that way either. I, like I said, I think Miami will jump on, uh, making an offensive game from the get go, and then just put too much pressure on Cleveland to try to keep up. With that, them. That's the yeah. key. The key to the game for the Dolphins is to get out to a big lead, uh, get down the field, score, get down the field, score, and then the Browns can't run the ball. They they won't be able to run the ball because they're so far behind. They need points. They need to hurry up and you know take them out well, of the game. So. All I'm saying is. I think the Browns have realized that their best offensive weapon is Nick Chubb. So they don't give a shit yeah, how far they're good. back. They're just going to continue running it with him over and over and that, again. And, and that's fine. Let them eat the clock up, and you got a 14 point lead. So you'll end up yeah. winning the game. That's um, just the way it works. Yeah, as long as you can shut down Amari Cooper. So. But my my takeaways from this game, um, I'm with you guys. I have Miami winning it pretty easily. Like you said, Dad, uh, you know, Miami has too much of weapons. They have a man named Tyreek Hill and a man named Jalen Waddle. Ottawa has completely made me hate penguins now because the bitch does the <laughs> penguin dance every time he makes a touchdown. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I I think Miami's going to win this game pretty easily. Um, no, I did have a fun fact, and I shared it in the group with you, Dad. Um, Jacoby Brissett is undefeated when versing teams with an animal that doesn't fly. Right. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> All right, that's a Vegas stat right there. Right? Yeah, that's, that's some crazy stuff there. But yeah, that is pretty interesting. That was funny. Yeah, and I'm with you on that waddle dance, Brandon. I, yeah, you know, I love, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Waddle, waddle. So. They should have been kangaroo or something. I Speaking don't know. of dances, what about that backflip from Tyreek Hill? He's. I've seen him do that before. It's pretty impressive. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Which I saw, I saw a stat on uh, Tyreek Hill uh, earlier. Um, he's only like 150 yards away from tying his last season's total yard record or to- yeah. total yard production. Total yard production, yeah. Yeah, so he might do it in this game if he gets a has a big game there. Which right. uh, that you know that's a that says a lot about the two uh, Tyreek Hill connection there. That looks yeah, pretty promising. Exactly. exactly. So uh, this next game, this is this is going to be pretty interesting. The Cowboys are traveling to Lambeau Field to take on the Packers um, and take on an Aaron Rodgers that has their number. Uh, he does, that, yeah. In, in the past. So, yeah, yeah what, I feel what do you like, on this game, Rich? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers has been like 7-2 and two against the Cowboys. That's just total domination from him. Um, some of those games he shouldn't have won, but, you know, refs. What are you going to do? Just caught it. Um a lot of revenge game. It'll be a revenge game for Mike, Mike McCarthy. I think the Cowboys definitely want some revenge. Uh, I think Cowboys are trying to make a statement with this game, particularly on offense, that they can put up points with anybody. Um, and Green Bay is reeling right now. They've got major injuries. They've got a really depleted wide, wide receiver core. Romeo Dobbs is not playing. Uh, they've lost some key defensive players, and they've got injuries on – their running back, Aaron Jones, I think is is injured. And uh Aaron Rodgers looks like he's checked out. But 
he's got something in his DNA that allows him to beat the Cowboys whenever. <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, uh, it's a little bit like Tom Brady ish with the Cowboys. You just can't just can't beat that guy. Although da- although Dak has beat him, Dak beat him his first game, the first matchup there in Green right. Bay. Uh, on paper, this should be a this should be be a nice easy win for the Cowboys, but you just can't you can't under underestimate the uh, the Green Bay Packers. It's going to be thirty degrees. We got the four o'clock game or the five o'clock game really. Uh, it's not going to be great conditions but defense travels and uh dallas is going to be relatively healthy in this game offense and defensive so i'm predicting a cowboy win comfortably but it's aaron Rodgers. uh this could be his get right game but i feel like they've he's had about four of them and he's not made it yet (laughs) and and i've said that every week i've said that every week when when uh the packers has played a team from the nfl east i'm like eventually Aaron Rodgers is going to get his shit together. Yeah. He's going to do something and step up. This would be a perfect game for it that. Would be this, would be, this would be a perfect game for that. The Cowboys in the past have struggled. Um, it's in it's in Lambo in Lambo Field. You know what I'm saying? It's in Green Bay. I don't. I I think this might be the game. I I know that you know the last couple of weeks I've said this and I've picked the Packers to win each against each team. Uh, but it just makes so, – but McCarthy going back after he got fired the way he got fired, you know, and shamed out of town. And uh, I, I heard McCarthy talk about it uh, in in a, a press conference earlier in the week, and he was almost in tears how much – because he loves Green Bay, you know. His family loved Green Bay, the city, you know, the, the town of Green Bay. And um, it, I don't know. I, I kind of see that, but I, I'm not a McCarthy fan. I, I don't – hell with McCarthy you know well, what I'm, I'm saying kind of, I'm kind of like you too but I think he's done a good job this year I think he's really yeah really yeah, handled he, he has. all the situations as good as he could um yeah he was he was a, a little sentimental about uh you know going back to Green Bay um I will say I don't think I don't think Aaron Rodgers has faced a Dallas defense as good as we are right now yeah, like that's, that, that's kind of always been the thing we've Dallas has always had a pretty good offense but have been lacking on defense but uh, this defense, I think, is going to give Aaron Rodgers problems. He doesn't like to run around as much as he used to. Um, he'll go down quicker just to not take not to take the hits because he doesn't really have faith in the team around him. Honestly, you right. can kind of you kind of sense that. So I think uh, they put pressure on Aaron Rodgers, and he doesn't really have a lot of weapons. So, um, cool. yeah, on paper, this should be kind of a clean clean uh, uh, win for the Cowboys. Plus, they're coming off a bye, and the only thing I got to say about it, real mm-hmm. short and sweet, like I've been saying all season long, well, it, it, like a couple of episodes ago, uh, I said that I don't think the Packers will win any more games the rest of the season. I'm sticking with that. I think Dallas wins this game. Rel- <laughs> that's very <you> know, possible. <laughs> the uh, way they're playing, know, that's very possible. I mean, dang, come on. I said that, and they're on a four-game But it's Aaron freaking Rodgers, man. Aaron freaking Rodgers. I understand that. I understand that. And at some point, you know, a lot of people feel bad for him, and I'm pretty sure you guys feel bad for him too. But I don't feel bad for him. Definitely doesn't feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for Aaron Rodgers because he knew what he was getting into. I mean, Green Bay has been doing to him the same shit that New England did to Tom Brady, and Tom Brady got fed up with it and said, "Fuck you, I'm going to Tampa Bay." Aaron Rodgers decided to be a dumbass and go back to Green Bay, knowing that they were going to do this to him. So. 
I mean, at some point in time, you can't feel sorry for the man anymore. Nah, right? so, nah. All right. This is my last week. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. I got Green Bay winning this game. Um, <laughs> but this is my last week. If he doesn't, it, the reason why is because the time is now. You have to start winning now or you're not going to make it to the playoffs. You're, right, not, you're, you're already not going to win the division. So right. if if you're going to do something, the time is now. Yeah, Mr. and I think Rodgers. I think that's 100% true. And I think Dallas is going to have the, the mindset that they can actually – Knock Green Bay out of playoffs if they win. Yeah, the yeah. they could yeah. shut down their season yeah. by winning. They could shut down Green Bay season. I think uh, they would love to do that. They're going to be highly motivated to do that. I think, and it 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 that means you don't have to face Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs when maybe he does get it together. So, right, exactly. Uh, so there's exactly. a lot of high stakes for the Cowboys to come in and and play well. I think overall, I think they will. And but we'll see. Aaron Rodgers might do it. Aaron Rodgers, you know. Okay. All right. Cool. Hurt the Cowboys. Next up, we we do have a Monday night game: Commanders, Eagles. Real quick, uh, Brandon, what do you you were you referred to this game um, a little bit ago? So go ahead. What do you got on this game? What do you expect uh, the outcome of this game to be? Well, uh, I mean, it's relatively simple. If the Eagles play like they did at the first half of the game against against Tetsit. You know, against the Tetsons, like I said, the Washington Commanders have a way better team than the Tetsons do, in my opinion. And I think the Washington Commanders will have a chance at winning this game. If the Eagles come out and play like they did in the second half of that game against the Tetsons, you know, running away by that Jalen Hurst, like in like the MVP, like he has all season, all that kind of shit, like they got something right. If they come out and look like that, I think Washington probably takes an L, although I do want to get the Commanders the win because they're just barely under 500. But, uh, yeah, if the Eagles come out and play like they did in the second half against the Tetsons, I don't think there's any chance that Washington wins. So, I'm going to hey, go. Don't, don't, don't we – would we all be in agreement that the Commanders' defense is a lot better than the Texans' defense? Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure, for yeah. sure, yeah. I for sure, so for sure. And, and that's why I'm saying, ultimately, Dad, that's why I'm saying if the, if the Eagles come out and play like they did in the first half against the Tetsons, I think the Washington Commanders win this because they have a better defense than the Tetsons. You know what I'm saying? So right. I think they'll be able to shut down Jalen Hurst and all that and, you know, possibly take this win. But, like I said, if the Eagles come out and play full game like they did the second half against the Tetsons and like they have most of the season, I think they're going to win it. So, I'm uh, going to say the Eagles play like they have all season long, and I got the Eagles winning this. So. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. I think this is, a, this is a game where this is the Eagles' first game, I think, where they're doing a repeat opponent. You know, now they're getting into the uh, – um, you know, your division and stuff. So this will be the second time they face Washington. So I think that might give Washington an advantage to uh, make some adjustments. Uh, they played with Carson Wentz last time. Uh, so they'll have to do it with Heineke. But, um, um, you know, on paper or, yeah, say, I, I think the commanders have a shot at winning this. I always feel like the Eagles are bound to lose here. This, this winning streak is probably going to, you know, start putting extra pressure on them to win games. But, um, they haven't they haven't folded yet, so I would probably go with the Eagles to win this game. But the Commanders do have a good shot at it. Yeah, I think so too. So, all right, I have. Um, I'm actually going the opposite way. I, I got the Commanders Ooh. winning this game. Wow. I, I, okay. Uh, the Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles are going to lose. Um, and Rich, I think you made a great point. 
that I um, this is the second time they've played them. So yeah. I uh, the commander's coach is a great coach when it comes to putting a plan together. Um, and I think this is I think Heineke is going to ball out right here. I, I think he's going to um, not. I mean, he, he's played so well except that dumb decision. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that dumb interception or trying to force the ball into here. And I think that, you know, that could get coached out of him. He's he's a bit of a gunslinger. And I think in this game, something just tells me he doesn't make those mistakes. Um, I do like the commander's defense. I think the commander's defense will put a spy on Hurts and not let him run down their throat. They, yeah. you know, they're good enough to stop their run, the Eagles' run, and, um, yeah, I think this is the first loss of the year for the Eagles on Monday night in prime time. They go down. And uh, it, that's the reason. Because of the whole big hype. You know, you got the undefeated yeah. team on Monday night on this and mm-hmm. that. You know, the whole hype. And we we see the commanders, um, like Brandon was saying, that knocking right on the playoff door of yeah. the, the NFC. You know what I'm saying? Well, the well, the – and they're not going to lose that spot. Um, that, that's what I say. That's the I the more scary thing to think about, Dad, is um, if the Commanders do win this game, like you're saying on Monday night against the Eagles, right? They're in the playoffs. Well, they should maybe have a seat in the playoffs. Either that or they're still going to be right on the bubble because they'll be 5-5. Five and five. And let's say they do sneak their way into the playoffs, right? Is Chase Young coming back? Because that's by far their best defensive player. And when you have yeah. Chase Young on yeah, one yeah. side and Montez Sweat on the other, I then you're looking at a whole revamped defense for the Washington yeah. Commanders, and, and they're going to the, be scary. Exactly. I think that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. But their defense is playing as good as it is without him right yeah. now. You know what I'm saying? So just imagine when you got that extra pass rush coming off the other side. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's a great point. But uh, he's going to come back at some point this season, right? I mean, I, I feel think like, so. Yeah, I, yeah. I would need to look into that. I think. He's yeah, I haven't not, heard anything in a while for him. But, out for the season. Yeah, I feel like he's going to yeah. come back maybe three, three or four games. He might be back. But the battle in the trenches here, the offensive line for Philadelphia against the defensive line of uh, Washington, is going to be. If you like that old school, uh, 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 smash mouth football, that's going to be. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. As good as it gets, right there. Yeah, right. exactly. So I totally agree with you. Um, but yeah, I think that's, um, and people will call it the upset of the week is what I think. But um, uh, yeah, so yeah. there you go. Yeah. That's what that's what I got. Um, anything else? I, that's it, fellas. That's the games, the games of the week. We've covered everything I got. You guys got anything else before we get out of here? Yeah. Yeah, we covered a lot there. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, it was pretty good, and we kept it within an hour, too, so that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right, everybody, make sure to follow uh, the NFL East podcast. Like I said before, if you're on Facebook, make sure to join the NFL East Facebook group, YouTube. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. NFL boy Brandon, uh, make sure to follow him on YouTube. What do you got coming up? What games are you going to be calling on your channel, Brandon, this weekend? Oh, well, the most exciting game uh, tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. I'm calling the first ever game from Germany. So There you go. Mr. Tom Brady over there in Germany, loving it up. Living it up. Loving it. uh, Loving every minute of it. I love seeing the post from him. I I love to see. I kind of felt sorry for him this year. And I, you know, I mean, I'm I'm somewhat at 
Tom Brady, I think he is the GOAT. You're too so sentimental, you Josh. Yeah. I know, but dude, did you see how excited he was after that win? You know what I'm saying? And that that yeah. last drive of that game looked like Tom Brady. I was like, oh shit, wait a minute. NFC is uh uh yeah. it's got some danger coming. So. Never count. Oh, fu- never funny thing out. is, okay. Yeah, never count. everyone's like is Tom Brady back? He's undefeated since his divorce. And then Tom Brady just came out like two hours ago and he said, I have no regrets on making a football return. So he doesn't give a shit that Giselle right. divorced his ass over football. He's like, fuck that. I love football. Right. He, he didn't give that up to uh, lose to the Rams. I know that much. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. exactly. And, <laughs> and but, <laughs> but here's the thing is um, that's kind of, his statement, right? It's to go over to Germany in a, a highlight game, like at first time in Germany and beat the hottest team in the NFC, right? Yeah. In Seattle. That, that would be a statement of saying, wait a minute, fellas, I'm back. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah. I mean, that's. Well, not that's only that, could we be looking at Tampa Bay being the next uh, Jacksonville Jaguars in, in Germany? Are, are they going to be the, you know, Jacksonville always plays tough. In London, for some reason, will Tampa be the same way in Germany? Yeah, that's going to be wild. Maybe. That's interesting. I mean, G- yeah, the, the, German beer is good. I'm bad she's over there drinking. I'll, I'll drink That's it. what he's doing. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, all right, any other games? What else you calling besides the early morning game? Uh, the Sunday night game, and then I'm also doing the Monday night game as well, so – Okay, sounds good. That's NFL boy Brandon. Just go over to YouTube, NFL boy Brandon. Follow him. He does uh, play-by-play uh, commentary, live. Uh, uh, yeah, play-by-play commentary, right? Yeah. So, um, once again, I'm missing Are you joining me for the London, I mean, the Germany game in the morning? I don't know. That's awful early. Uh, but I, I, I think I'm going to get up and watch it. So, I, yeah. I, I might I might jump on there and holler at you. I got to say, I like, uh, I like morning coffee and football. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of cool, ain't it? Yeah, I like cool. it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, I probably will. Oh I'll yeah, Rich, I forgot to tell you because you wasn't on here yet. I told Dad we this is something that we got to get used to because Roger Goodell just said two hours ago that they're going to start playing four games a year over in Germany now. So we get four games in London, four games in Germany. So eight games and, total, and one in Mexico. Yeah, and one year. in Mexico. So a total of nine cool. international games. So. Yeah, I feel like it's hard on the players, but man, the NFL really wants to expand that European market. There, they're going to yeah. probably put a team out there at some point. Well, the it, it, the European market also loves the <laughs> NFL because yeah. the, those tickets in Germany sold out in a matter of minutes, um, yeah. and yeah. there was you know ten times the amount of people wanting tickets, and they were only able to sell this you know the sixty seven thousand. Yeah. Or to fill up the stadium. I bet. I, and, I uh, bet after like, this game ends on Sunday, Dad, uh, the German people are going to get together. Going to be like, we got to build this fucking stadium bigger. It's <laughs> yeah. We I figured that'd be another. That would be another continent that hates Tom Brady. Right. <laughs> exactly. Or you know. Yeah, like, I'm kind of interested in seeing how many, um, how many uh, Tom Brady, you know, how many Tampa Bay fans there are there. But like I was saying to you guys uh, about the London games, and I'm really interested to see if the same shit happens in Germany. But one thing I love about the international games is when you're here in America, because we're fucking stingy as hell and we get the National Football League, every team's here in America. We're like, okay, we're only going to go to our team's games. The, The international games, they're like, fuck that. We only get a certain amount of games a year. We're going... 
no matter who we like. So, you know, you see all 32 teams in the stands. I'm wondering if that's going to be happening. Yeah, jerseys. Yeah, jerseys. Are you going to see every team in the stands? Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, too. Yeah, I think it's great. And just for the record, I'd go to any NFL game. That somebody wants to buy me tickets for it don't matter. I'll go see you. I team. mean, if somebody bought me tickets <laughs> way. for yeah. it, then yeah, I'm going, going to it. But I'm not going to buy tickets myself to another game that my team's right. not playing in. So yeah, yeah, that's It'll true. That's true. All right, I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, you can follow Rich. Uh, follow the show at East NFL over on Twitter, and um, that sounds good, right, fellas? Yep. All right, that was a good episode. Until next week. Peace.